You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G, Aaron Hawksford with you on a football Friday. lot to dive into here. Contest picks, where Joe and, and Paul are with their picks for Week 11. We'll get to our five favorite plays across the NFL coming up. But how about some college football here? One of our favorite guests, Pam Maldonado from Yahoo Sportsbook, of course, is on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com. Dot com to learn more. Pam, as we look forward to a big weekend in college football, we know you have a bunch of different kind of plays. For, you know, let's start with um, let's start with a team where Pam, I, I think, is maybe one of the surprises of of college football this year, and that would be LSU and what they've done uh, so far this season. Give us your thought on LSU this week as they are now in position to potentially make the college football playoff if they finish this out strong, and and obviously if they get the SEC championship. The LSU Tigers have been, yes, surprising this season just because, you know, they lost Ed Edgeron as a coach, but we were also more so just thinking that this was a team that was going to probably drop off after head coaching changes, after losing some players. But they have been a surprise to me because their second half dominance has just been absolutely incredible. Um, their offense has been spectacular, but what's been great about their defense is they have held a majority of their opponents to under touchdowns in the second half of games, and that is what is helping them win these games and win these games dominantly. We saw it against Ole Miss. And now, yes, they are in position to maybe pull off an upset. Are we, are, we, are we there? Are we thinking about that, pulling an upset over Georgia in the SEC title game? I personally would love to see it because, hey, they are still a long shot to make it into the college football playoff. And I am ready for new blood. I want to see somebody different. We're, we already know that Alabama's out of the mix. But let's get in some of these other teams that haven't had an opportunity since the football playoff came to fruition. So I'm all on board for LSU this season. You know that playing in their home stadium has been one of the most dominant home field advantages, and it's really benefited them. This is why they were able to come out with a win against Alabama. But I'm looking forward to LSU um, potentially here being in the playoff, but for sure we're going to see them in the SEC title game. Before we get to some more of your favorite plays this weekend, I'm curious what you think about TCU. Big picture overall, do you think they can keep this up this week? They're two and a half point favorites at Baylor. So I was one of the skeptics against TCU, thinking, "Oh, they're another, they're the Minnesota Vikings of college football. They're winning these <laughs> games that they probably shouldn't have won. They've had really fortunate playing backup second string and third string quarterbacks." But it was the win against Texas where, okay, 
I'm a little bit impressed now. You go into Longhorn Stadium, that is my team, and you completely shut them down to only 10 points. Quinn Ewers looked like a hot mess, and this was probably the most focused game. What we've been seeing from TCU is they are playing from behind situations, and they come up with the luck factor, and then all of a sudden they're winning the game. They're down 20, they come back to win. But TCU came into the Texas Longhorn game from the start, from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. They controlled every aspect of that game, both on defense and offensively. Quinn Ewers looked like he was a complete rookie, like had never touched a ball before. 171 yards, 17 of 39, zero touchdowns. I mean, that was just dominance from start to finish. So I'm starting to think that maybe TCU is actually the team that this that the record says that they are but we're about to find out against Baylor and I'm not surprised um I'm not threatened by Iowa State team Baylor is the one that is more uh interesting for me but yeah I mean winning out in Baylor against and Iowa State it's definitely in the possibilities and now as a big 12 girl I would love to see TCU win the playoffs so let's go Horn Frogs I love it how about another one here Pam that we have touched on in the Pac-12 that has implications, big picture implications, because USC is kind of still hanging out in this. That they still, they need a lot to go their way, but if they keep winning, you know the committee would want USC there at the end. They're against UCLA this weekend. About two and a half points is the spread in this one, where USC is the favorite. What do you make of this matchup? It's it's a gigantic one, and if USC wins, they stay within the national title picture for another week or so. I'm surprised that USC came in as the underdog to UCLA, because if you're giving me two quarterbacks – I love Dorian Thompson-Robinson for UCLA, but Caleb Williams is the better quarterback. He's the one that can, they both can sling it, but you're still talking about two defenses. UCLA and USC both have two of the worst defenses in college football. This is why the point total is so high in the 70s. There's there, Obviously, the books are not expecting for either side to stop anyone, but for me, if this is a quarterback versus quarterback situation, I'm going to choose Caleb Williams because we've already seen a glimpse of this for UCLA when they had to go up against a passing team in Oregon, well, they lost by 15 when they had to go against a passing team in Utah, in Washington. Um, that was a good win for them at home. But now you're, I'm in, I don't know which side I want to pick, but if it's QB versus QB, I'm going with Caleb Williams every time. Now you've got um, Colorado 30 and a half point dogs at the Huskies. Um, Michael Penix, I mean, he's, he's getting close to the season passing record. I don't know if he can do it against this Colorado defense. What is your assessment of this matchup? I don't like looking at big favorites, but this season I told myself I'm going to look at favorites because I know this is my weakness. I'm an underdog better, and those uh, me choosing these big favorites or just favorites in period are 9-2 and two in the season. So I am going with Washington third, to cover the 30 and a half. The, now, the line is now 31 over Colorado because this is the biggest – what do I look for? Strength versus weakness. This is the biggest strength versus weakness that you could ever ask for in college football. You have the number – Number one passing offense in Washington against the number 103 passing defense. Michael Penix Jr., you mentioned it. He is 
freaking incredible. He leads in passing yards. He's top 25 in passing average, top 10 in passing touchdowns, averaging 37 points per game, 39 at home versus 34 away. And the Colorado defense, bottom 10 in almost every defensive metric, passing defense, opponent yards per pass attempt, completion percentage, allowing 41 points per game. I mean, this Colorado team is just sad. In five games this season, in the five road games that they've had, Buffalo has been outscored 230 to 63. Like, fathom that. They are not able to just put up points, but they are allowing their opponents to just run up all up down the field, put up every touchdown imaginable. They're not giving up field goals. They're allowing touchdown, and they've scored 10 points or less in three. So if Washington doesn't close this out, like, it would almost be an embarrassment. <laughs> Pam Maldonado, Yahoo Sportsbook, joining us here talking college football uh, for this weekend. Uh, this one caught my eye. Utah, a road favorite in the Pac-12 against Oregon. You know, it, until a couple weeks ago, Oregon was still in this top 10 mix. Now they're ranked number 12. But it feels like a very even kind of matchup. What do you think on this one? Utah as a road favorite here. And I know Utah is probably kicking itself because if it had the season it expected, it's, it would still be in the national title picture the way USD is. It's not with two losses. But Utah, Oregon – on Saturday in Eugene. What are you thinking? This is a complete stay away from me at the moment because you have seen the line shift. Utah was a three-point underdog, and now they are three-point favorites. This is largely indicative for me, saying that maybe quarterback Bo Nix for Oregon Ducks is not going to be playing in this game. We did see him get injured in uh, late in the game against Washington. They lost 37-34. That was an incredible game, as we're just talking about Michael Phoenix Jr. But we saw Bo Nix go down toward there towards the end, and now the line has shifted six points. That is, I mean, that doesn't happen early in the week. That's not game day money coming in and the general public saying, oh, I really like, I'm going to fade Bo Nix and it's, I'm going to back Utah. That's not what that is. This is some inside information on maybe we're not going to see Bo Nix play. So I would need to see indicative. I need to see proof of that. But that is, in fact, the case. I haven't seen anything on Twitter. I haven't seen anything on injury reports. But we don't see injury reports in college football like we do in the NFL. So it's a complete guessing game. So the line to me screams that Bo Nix is indeed not going to play. And if that is the case, there's absolutely zero reason for Utah to not cover the three-point spread as a favorite now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What about UNLV at Hawaii? The Rebels, they're looking to snap a five-game losing streak in Honolulu. Which side do you like here? 
So this was my secret plan to like enjoy college football all day and then it's so late at night that I'm not going to watch Hawaii UNLV so I can just wake up and see what happened. <laughs> That's the best way to figure it out. But I'm back in Hawaii plus 11 against UNLV. Right now is the time, the last couple of games of the season, where you have teams who are fighting for bowl contention or they are playing upset because they're not bowl contention in bowl contenders. So now they want to upset their conference rivals. Hawaii is in that spot right now. Their last three home games, the Rainbow Warriors, they are one and two. You mentioned they are on a, on a losing streak. But both of their losses were both by seven points each, including a seven-point loss to Utah State last week. That is one of the better offensive teams in the Pac-12, as we know. But Hawaii's offensive strength is in that run game, and they have two running backs in Dietrich Parson and Tylen Hines. Both of these players have two only two 100-yard rushing games, but both of those 100-yard rushing games came in their home stadium. So the Rebels' defense statistically is worse against the run. They're giving up 100. They gave up 140 yards to New Mexico. Gave up 200 plus to both Notre Dame and Air Force. Now I'm not saying that Hawaii is either of those offenses, but Parson and Hines do have a huge home game upside, and UNLV is looking to become bowl eligible for the first time since 20. 2013, but Hawaii has a chance here to play spoiler and can absolutely upset that. And, and they've just had, if you look at the Rebels' uh, schedule, they have just faced a tough, brutal stretch of opponents. They played Air Force, they played at Notre Dame, at San Diego State, and now you got to fly six hours to face Hawaii with a whacked up time zone. That's just a really difficult schedule to overcome. 11 points is too much for a Rainbow Warriors team that is playing in its final home game of the season. They're looking for that win. They've been on a losing streak. Their two running backs are studs when they play at home. And they can, this is an offense that likes to rally for its home crowd. So I like UNLV. I mean, I'm sorry, I like Hawaii plus 11 as an underdog. And Damn, every and the, oh, I like that. We've got to throw that in. And the money line. Pam, everyone is already looking forward to next week, Michigan-Ohio State. It's one of the biggest games of the year, every year, but there's a lot of implications this year in terms of the winner who's got a clear path to the playoff picture. Both of these teams are big, big favorites this weekend within the conference. Do, do you think about look-ahead spots? Do you, do you worry about like kind of like that element of it? So you have Michigan as a 17-and-a-half or so point favorite at home against Illinois. It was a good team. And you have Ohio State on the road in Maryland, 27-and-a-half to the point favorite. Um, what, mm -hmm. you know, big picture, would you lay it with those two teams? Would you stay away because the matchup next week? How do you play Michigan-Ohio State this weekend considering the game next weekend? I'm more inclined to back Illinois as opposed to Maryland because we know that Illinois has a really solid defense. They have a really great stud running back in Chase Brown. This is a team that can absolutely contend against Michigan, whether it was a look-ahead spot or not. I'm less inclined to back Maryland just because of how awful their defense is. Um, so I do believe in look-ahead spots, but it has to also make sense with the current matchup. And for me, it's Illinois makes more sense against Michigan rather than Maryland makes more sense against Ohio State. Just because we know that C.J. Stroud, Heisman favorite, he can absolutely sling it, and they have a rushing game to attack. So even if he's having an off day, which we have seen a couple times this season, the run game is going to come in, step up, and the defense is still there. So for me, I would be more inclined to back Illinois. That is actually on one of my betting options. So I'm contemplating taking that um, against 
and you're actually getting value because the line opened 17, it's now at 18. So money's coming in on Michigan. Um, but for me, this is, I'm really looking forward. This is the game that I have been looking forward to for weeks, Michigan against Ohio <laughs> State, because I've probably been one of the few people who have been less impressed with C.J. Stroud. I did a tweet a few weeks ago that said C.J. Stroud's not winning the Heisman. He has struggled. We saw him put up only 154 yards to Rutgers. I mean, he put up 76. Granted, that was a weather game situation to Northwestern. But he is not the same explosive quarterback that we saw last season. But he is being bailed out with his running backs. And now we have Michigan, who I definitely believe can pull back-to-back -back upsets for the first time in God knows how long. I'm really looking forward to that matchup. Love it. Um, a game that might not be on everyone's radar like that one this week. Um, Florida Atlantic at Middle Tennessee State. I know this is one of your favorite plays, so tell us uh, what you like here. I love Middle Tennessee getting the six. I love Middle Tennessee on the plus 180 money line. Both of these teams are seeking bowl eligibility, so it, I'm, you cannot quantify um, effort, but this is a game where there is going to be effort from both teams because they both want to reach a bowl. Starting quarterback Chase Cunningham, he could be returning for middle, but the backup Nicholas of Vadiato, he was serviceable in a 24-14 win last week over Charlotte. He went 22 of 29, seven yards per pass attempt. It's the defense that pulled through, forcing two turnovers. Well, Middle Tennessee is top 20, is 22nd in takeaways this season. I love a team that is at home, that is having the better defense, and can force takeaways, whether it is via fumble or via interception. Middle's defense, they're 34th in opponent yards per carry, averaging 3.8, 20th in sacks. So you're giving me the better defense, getting almost a full touchdown and plus money odds to win who is fighting for bowl eligibility. I absolutely love it at home. I love Middle and probably a game that probably nobody even knows is going on. <laughs> those are our favorite kind of games. The good numbers on those. Exactly. That's where you find the most value. <laughs> yep. Always appreciate it. By the way, uh, everyone, Pam's going to join us next Wednesday before the holiday, before Thanksgiving. So we'll be joined by Pam next Wednesday to talk a gigantic weekend in college football. Pam, thanks for hopping on. We'll talk again on Wednesday. Pam Maldonado on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. On the other side, where are Paul and Joe in the contest picks for week number 11? And then our lightning bets after five favorite plays across the NFL right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.